0: Hey everybody, James here. Just as a quick warning, this episode is going largely through the new Project L trailer, so it's a very visual episode. I do try to talk about things in details though, so without the visual side of things, hopefully that this is uh, still uh, informative and interesting to you guys, uh, the audio listeners. But uh, just wanted to warn you guys, uh, in case you wanted to jump to the YouTube view uh and just watch it over there. So again, that's youtube.com/ultrachentv, but uh if you're cool with listening to this the whole way through even without the visuals, more power to you and enjoy. Hello everybody! Welcome to the Not Tuesday show. My name is James Chen, and uh, for today's episode, we are moving on to the main meat topic at hand here, and that is out of nowhere we got a bunch of new Project L information, and I know a lot of people have been waiting for more information about this game. Now, again, the way they're presenting it, we might not get this game for quite some time, but uh, they keep throwing out these numbers like in this in this video i think at one point they say something like the gameplay is 30 percent or something like that so What we're going to do here is I'm going to run the trailer first right away so we can just watch it together. And I might intersperse a few comments here and there. And you can also listen to the things that Tom Cannon and uh, Unconquerable talk about, uh, both obviously super old school members of the FGC. And then uh, we'll wind it back. We'll watch it again and just kind of break it down a little bit slowly. So let's go ahead and watch this right away so you guys can see the new information that we are getting about project l and you are correct uh there we go project l new info thank you zilcho uh let's go
1: hi everyone this is tom from the project l team i'm back with our second promised update this year our last two updates focused on the big picture. We're a free to play tag team fighter set in the universe of Runeterra. I know at this point you're probably itching for some details. So this time, we're gonna send the year off right with a deep dive into some of our <laughs> core systems. Nice. But first, here's a quick update on Alawi. We revealed Alawi in our update last August. Back then, Alawi was in the initial DNA phase of development. Where designers, narrative writers, and artists explore concepts for the characters' visuals, thematics, and overall kit design. Over the past few months, the team has taken Alawi from concept to an early playable form. Alawi is now live in our internal playtests with this early draft of her model and kit. What you're seeing here is about 30% complete. Right now, the team is focused on fully realizing her combat fantasy. I see, as a big it's Alawi that's 30% complete. Got it, okay. Meanwhile, the art team continues to work on our model, animations, sound, and VFX. She's still got a lot of work to be done, and that means it's time to talk about our big update for today, Project L's gameplay.
0: I feel like it's an 8-bit dough controller down there. Hey everyone,
2: I'm Sean Unconquerable Rivera, game director and gameplay design lead for Project L and I'm here to talk you through some Former of core Tekken gameplay player. principles. We want to create a game where you can have fun right away, while also rewarding you for the time you spend mastering it. Our dream is making sure our champions have fast, powerful abilities, look really sick while doing them, and are even more powerful when paired with flexible systems. Gameplay that has quick, fluid movement at its core is extremely important to us. -hmm. We believe there are a ton of opportunities for player expression and mastery through how you move. Movement is almost always one of the best ways to individualize players. Chain dash, jump, long jump, and super jump. And on top of that, many champions have their own unique air mobility options. Putting your champ in the right place at the right time is a skill that you can gradually get better at over time. We also want to incentivize action. This means making sure that your offense is rewarding and that your buttons are worth pressing. Plus, we think this makes playing and watching more exciting. We want you to have powerful buttons which are useful in a number of ways, while also giving you the tools you need to defend against them. We have a mix of big, clear defensive options and some more nuanced options that reward you for reading your opponent's next move. Those are just some of the basics, but I've still got more to cover today. We were originally developing Project L to be a 1v1 game where two champions enter and one emerges victorious. But around two years ago, we made the pivot to a tag team, assist-based fighter. Our tag systems are deep and flexible, aimed at helping (laughs) you unlock your creativity. They work in tandem with our champions, allowing two champion teams to take down opponents together. We really felt like it gave us more space to create hype moments where our champions could live up to their fantasies, and I mean, who doesn't love a good team
0: fight? Whoa, not sure what that was. Did that jump into dash combo? That's like Marvel superhero status, dude. So cool. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, like I said, when we get a chance to break this down, we'll be able to see a lot of really cool things happening here.
1: All right,
2: let's break down some of the things you just saw. Your main champion, which we'll call your point, and your assist champion can set up some killer combos using all of our tag systems. But for today, I want to focus on three of them. Assist Actions, Handshake Tag, and Dynamic Save. These names aren't locked, so they may be called something different the next time you see them. Assist Actions are your bread and butter, and each champion has two they can perform from off screen. You can even hold the input to get a charge assist.
0: Hmm.
2: Handshake tag lets you immediately swap between your point and assist champions as long as they're both on screen. When combined with assist actions, it also lets you set up some really powerful pressure sequences. And you can even use these to extend your combo. That's so as well. gross. Ugh. The last tag system I want to talk about today is Dynamic Save, Project L's combo breaker. At the start of each match, you have access to your Dynamic Save ability. Dynamic Save lets you call your assist champion on screen in an attempt to save your point champion. If successful, the results can be explosive. But be careful about timing your dynamic save, because it can be countered if you're being too predictable. There's still more to uncover about our gameplay, but that's all we're ready to share for now. Thanks for watching, and I'll hand things
1: back to Tom to say goodbye. Thanks, Sean. We're pretty pumped about how things are coming together, and I hope you are too. As always, let us know what you think. Also, Third thanks to all the tournament organizers who met with us at EVO last summer to share your thoughts, feelings, and hopes for Project Elf's community and competitive scene. We're making this game with you in mind, and we want to empower you to keep pushing our community forward. Finally, for those of you out there looking to get into fighting games for the first time, try finding a local scene in your area. Fighting games, like most things, are way better when they're enjoyed with friends. Yes!
0: FTC. Yes! Folks,
1: help the new folks out by sharing your links in the comments. Thanks so much for everything, and stay tuned yes. for more next year.
0: Fighting games are a social genre. Thank you, Tom Cannon. Fighting games are a social genre. Thank you, Tom Cannon. And, uh, yeah, so uh, even though Romano G's I live right next to... The riot offices here in southern california project l is being developed in norcal now obviously i know tom and tony and a lot of the guys working on the game itself so have they invited me to come and play no <laughs> so you know if they want you don't mean to come and try it. You can definitely. You know how to reach me. It's not very hard to find me. No, but one of the things I will say is, is that I am going to suck at this game because I am terrible at all tag games and assist games. So uh, it, it'll be very difficult for me to get good at this game. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. This is gonna be uh, an interesting one for me to play. Now, obviously, for you know, a lot of people are talking about its futures. You know, oh god, I'm gonna jump into it, deep diving into this, commentate and everything like that. I'm actually gonna play a very kind of low key. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be very low key about this game because again, I have no background or history with League of Legends. Right, so uh, I'm not gonna be able to jump in here and be like, oh, that's so cool, because Ari does the things that, you know, she does in the game, and oh, that's so cool, that's like a version, like, I (laughs) I have no clue so it's kind of the same way I'll probably treat Dragon Ball because if you notice Dragon Ball was a game that I also did not try to jump into or commentate or anything like that so we'll see how it goes Uh, we'll see how it goes yeah some people have told me that just to watch Arcana that they said that this seems like it's going to be very very based on uh, uh, Arcana's uh, storyline so and I've heard Arcana's amazing whether you've played uh, League of Legends or not so I might have to check it out uh, at some point in time, but let's actually go through this video little by little and break things down uh, as we go through here. So cool, uh, you know, uh, artwork here showing people playing on joysticks. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to set the speed to just a little slower to give me time to see things and pause and be like, oh, yeah, sick, nice. But, you know, requisite people typing. And here's Tom Cannon, one half of the twins of uh, Tom Cannon and Tony Cannon. In case you guys are unaware, these are the guys who created EVO. They're the ones who created GGPO in the first place. So, again, Tom and Tony Cannon are like the backbones, literally, of the FGC. If it was not for Tom and Tony Cannon, the FGC would literally be an extremely, extremely different, smaller and less uh less played place (laughs) because uh as much as you know some people deny the dark ages the dark ages were there in fighting games i mean look there's just there's no way there's no there's no way to get around it there were dark ages in fighting games that street fighter 4 basically uh revived got us out of and during that time the interest in fighting games especially in north america maintained largely because of Tom and Tony Cannon. So, uh, very much ups to them and their efforts and the things that they have been doing for the fighting game community uh, for a long time. Yeah, they were working on uh, the most unfortunately named game in the world. Uh, They created a game called Stonehearth, and uh, it was like a Civ kind of game. And I think it did come out eventually, and then all of a sudden, uh, I think it was Blizzard announced Hearthstone. And then it was just like, well, <laughs> oh, God. And they had already created all their assets. They had already, you know, filed for all the licenses and the copyright and stuff. So they couldn't change the name of the game. So, you know, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, really? <laughs> really? Oh, man. So that's the situation there. But uh, let's keep going here. Second promised update of the year, you know, I mean, good on them. I forgot there even was a second promised update. So the fact that they uh, are, you know, I didn't even remember it was going to happen, but this is cool. But again, the ever so important showing people on keyboards here. I don't recognize anybody here. So these are all people that I am not familiar with. So I didn't see any like Pat the Flips or, or Edmoz or anything like that in this. Yeah, itching for some details. So a lot of people are itching for some details. You can see all the cabinets back there are PlayStation 5s. (laughs) Or uh, PlayStation 4s, actually. I'm sorry. It looks like. Are those PlayStation 4s or is that Windows? I don't know. I mean, everything is all that stupid box design now. I thought it was a PlayStation. Now I'm thinking about it It might actually be Windows back there. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, But again, Allowie uh, yeah, PS4s, they look like PS4s to me, which, honestly, is a good sign, right, this is a Riot developed game, people think it's gonna be like, oh, they're not gonna put it on consoles, or blah, 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 but, obviously, uh, with Tom and Tony in charge, and having so much history in the fighting game community, it seems, uh, hopefully, that they will do a good job making sure that, you know, Riot plays well with all the events out there, so that Evo, CEO, Combo Breaker, etc., can all run the run the game and you know there won't be any of those things you know early on in league of legends days players and commentators for league of legends were not allowed to play other uh, uh mobas or commentate other mobas you know like they were forced into exclusivity that eventually went away but uh, that hopefully is a good sign that that'll be the same thing here with the fighting game stuff as well. So, yeah, obviously Riot can put their foot down on things over Tom and Tony, but, I mean, Tom and Tony... Like, if you've ever... Like, I have the fortune of meeting and knowing Tom and Tony. Like, Tom and Tony are those kind of people, especially Tom. I mean, someone in the chat joked earlier that Tom's the evil one. (laughs) That's... Like... Tom is awesome. Tony's awesome. But the thing is, when Tom and Tony speak, you listen, okay? They were very important people even before the fighting game community stuff. So uh, these guys, they know how to explain things. They're very good at presenting it, what it is that they're trying to do, which is why when I used to be essentially Evo staff, like I would come up with all these ideas and I would talk to Tom and Tony and they'd be like, no, because, and I'd be like, you're right? <laughs> I will shut my pie hole up now and continue forward. Like, these guys... uh, This is why I have so much loyalty to Evo. uh, Because, honestly, you know, Tom and Tony really knew what they were doing. They really knew what they were doing. And I put a lot of faith... And belief into what they created and so i do have a little bit of kind of unreasonable or like maybe a little over zealousness in terms of loyalty and drive for promoting evo but this is tom and tony are literally one of the reasons why that I am that way because I believe so much in what it was that they're doing in the in my third strike history video where I talked about how third strike at Evo 2002 changed everything you know I talked about how they were the ones that Evo to come up with top 8 Sunday and I was like you guys are stupid Why would we ever want to only reserve top eight for Sunday? That's just like wasting time. Like, we could use that for running more tournaments. And Tom was like, oh, it's just so it'll be more like a show. And I'm like, this is the stupidest idea ever. And now it's like the greatest thing. It was like, you know. So, again, the reason why I have a lot of faith in Evo is because I know it's the brainchild of Tom and Tony, and now Rick the Hado is uh, really, uh, you know, another person that I have a lot of faith in. So, again, it's kind of one of the reasons why I, I do support Evo so much. But, again, Alawi, not a character that I know anything about. Now, the one thing that I want to ask about, though, is the art style. Now, obviously, in League of Legends, the art style is very small. The heroes are very small on screen. But is it really kind of similar art style? Is League of Legends a little more uh, cel-shaded? Or is this more arcane style of graphics right here? Does this more represent of what uh uh arcane is more like dude i should just have tom and tony on one of these days to not talk business but just to talk about their history so you guys know all the shit that they did for for fighting games in general because every time you get tom and tony onto a stream you want to talk about project l you want to talk about rollback you want to talk about evo but i just want to get them on so we can just talk about tom and tony Like, honestly, I just want to get them on so we can talk about them. So that's it. Because, So again, if you guys remember, at one point in time, Evo had the Canon Awards. Evo was presenting the Canon Awards to people who contributed to the community but weren't necessarily players. And in fact, we were targeting people who weren't playing anymore. The Canon Award was invented by me. And I helped arrange the Dogface Show interview live at EVO with them to surprise them with the first ever Canon Award that they had no idea about. I worked with Seth and Wizard to get that to happen. And uh, the reason why is because Tom Cannon came down to SoCal for an SBO qualifier for Street Fighter 4. Uh, I think that was the one that it was a uh, combo fiend and somebody else qualified for to go to SBO in Japan to play. Tom came down just to hang out and chill, and uh, I had no teammate. He had no teammate, so we teamed up together and we both uh, played in the tournament as a team. And uh, you know, someone in from SoCal who knew who I was was like, "Hey, James, what's up?" Blah 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 blah, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is my teammate. It's Tom Cannon." And the guy's like, "Hey, that's awesome. What do you do, Tom?" and i was like, like like seriously i i i like i was so blown away that we're at a point where street fighter 4 community didn't know who tom and tony were so it was my goal to create the canon award named after them to really emphasize that these are the guys that made sure that the FGC is still alive today. And so, you know, again, these guys have done so much, so much, so much, uh, that, like I said, I, that I, I have a lot of faith, uh, in them, but I don't know what this is. Uh, Elawi has a giant monster head. Oh, I see. She just uses it to attack and it has tentacles. And again, uh, one thing that I want to say here is that uh, initially looking at this. So, I watched this trailer on mobile. This is the first time I've watched it on my computer screen and a big TV. God, I, I thought it looked really good on mobile. But seeing it, like here, on the big screen and on a big monitor like this. God, this game is... I mean even for probably still earlier in the development this 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 game is really beautiful it's like a cross between guilty gear style with the cel-shaded very cartoony look but it's still fully 3d instead so it's really neat looking and again i have no idea what uh Alawi does in the actual game so i don't know how much of this represents what she does but it looks like her moveset is very unique and that's this is what's going to be really important about the fact that they're turning this into a tag fighter. Tag fighters do generally allow characters to be a little bit more bombastic and a little wilder. Now, obviously, games like Guilty Gear and DNF duel exist, uh, but I feel like tag fighters usually kind of give you the leeway to do some really busted things. <laughs> by nature so uh but yeah big brawler character he said uh in the mechanics of her tentacle attacks but she looks really cool she looks like she has a lot of interesting moves now again based off of what we're seeing we still have no idea how many buttons the game uh, are gonna be etc etc so (laughs) call them ganks Actually, that would actually be really smart, because isn't that what it is? Like, like if you lure somebody and then your teammate jumps out of the bushes and attacks, that's called a gank or something like that? I don't know. Again, I have no League of Legends knowledge, so apologies here. I'm making things up as uh, as I feel like it. But again, just giving you an idea of just what goes into creating a character and stuff. So, like, that's, that's what I liked about those scenes, is you really get an idea of what it is that uh, it's going to be. And again, you know, uh, Prow- Prowler says it looks like ABC Special type of game. That's what Marvel is, <laughs> right? Like, literally, MVC3 was designed so that everyone could do launch MMSH. Like, there is not a single character that can't launch and go MMHS. I'm sorry, MMHS. Like, in that order at the fastest timing possible. Like, it doesn't matter that if it is ABC special, if you design it right, it's still going to have a lot of variety and a lot of craziness in there. So, especially as a tag-based game. So, uh, again, uh, more people here working on stuff. Again, a lot of people that I am not familiar with. I know I've met some of them before, but I don't remember some of them. But this one is uh, Sean, uh, a.k.a. Unconquerable. I do not know him personally. I know of him. I heard of him. I think L.I. Joe tweeted out that he's the player that was going up against Ryan Hart in the infamous uh, controller disconnect or pause or the, uh, in the Tekken Grand Finals or something like that. I think it, they they said it was actually him versus Ryan Hart, but uh, he's, uh, oh, right, motions uh, on the controllers and perhaps uh, Project L does not. We don't know yet. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But th- uh, that ha- we'll see what happens. Oh, the, this game has the most potential for two people playing together on the same team because fighting game online feels pretty lonely. Yeah, actually, it'd be pretty sick if they actually figured out a way to do 2v2 directly at the same time, uh, not even like waiting for your turn like Street Fighter Cross Tekken is, if they can figure out a way to make the game work as a literal 2v2 which would be hard because then you get heading into Guilty Gear Iska territory where you need a button to turn you around so that you can block attacks or you make it like it's Tekken where you hold neutral and it you automatically block, right? Neutral is an automatic blocker so that if the opponent sandwiches you you can just block by holding neutral or straight down so it'll be interesting okay so they did confirm simple inputs in the previous trailer okay gotcha so it's simple inputs rising thunder was that way too so um but uh let's keep going here so this is sean rivera uh unconquerable again a uh long time tekken player here i didn't even know he was on the team so that's awesome shout outs to sean being on the team as well but again, let's take a look at this really carefully over here. Uh, let's go back a little bit and let's just let's, let's analyze this footage that we're actually seeing here because we're getting a lot of uh, interesting footage. And even Pat the Flip, who's now, his job is literally teach other people at Riot how to play fighting games so that they can learn how to play Project L. What a cool job, dude. <laughs> what a neat-ass job but uh here we go and you can see where it's paying off even uh pat the flip said that he was surprised by some of the footage that they were coming up with here all right name of these champions name of these champions help me out here help me out here who is uh, this guy on the side oh is it not in hd right now it's not in hd holy crap there we go now it looks even better Darius and Echo. Here we are. So, Darius and Echo. Why is it not on... I, okay, anyways, I, I'm mad. So, Darius looks like big brawler axed guy. Echo seems like a fast, sprightly character. It's a, maybe, it's a, maybe it's Grappler McGrabass versus a Swifty McFasterson. Um, but again, a, a game where you can have fun right away. It looks like a... B, oh no, it looks like a crouching kick, so that might be AA or something like that, because that looks like a B, B2 hits into a big C there. So that definitely looked more like an AABC or maybe it's a punch kick slash heavy slash kind of game. We're not sure yet at this point in time. Uh, but that was definitely four buttons in a row there in terms of a string. So uh, that it might actually be a four-button game. And here we go jumping in. We've got air projectiles. But haha, my anti-air got you before the projectile. And it looks like a, uh, a hit grab. So he goes into an animation automatically, maybe made of Invincible to the projectile. Or the projectile just missed. I don't know if it's a Laura thunderclap thing where if he gets hit, the projectile goes away. Uh, But you can see that, and it leads to a cool combo here. Blam, knocking you back. And then, again, what I like about this sentiment here, our dream is making sure our champions have... Oh, OTG, okay. Or it could be a slide mechanic here, right? So this could be a slide mechanic thing here. So he gets knocked down here, and it looks like it's a certain... Yeah, he's still sitting so this is probably a special real animation that allows him to be uh, quote OTG'd or continued to be comboed here. So boom, but it's a restand. So the restand, and so now you get a restand sign situation. That knockdown will probably only be once per combo, uh, as a lot of these games tend to do to limit it. But he's got a launcher smack Eru into smack Eru. But you know he's uh, what Sean is saying here. Our dream is making sure our champions have fast, powerful abilities. This is important because what he says here right next is look really sick while doing them. And again, this is a really important thing, and are even more powerful when paired with flexible systems. It is. It is. isn't It is. Really, really important, and I've talked about this a lot, to make sure that when you do things in fighting games, it should make you feel good. You should feel like a badass while you do things. And it has been one of my biggest complaints about Street Fighter V, is that Street Fighter V, in recent fighting games, is probably one of the worst at making you feel like a badass. Honestly, outside of crush counters, which these days are actually bad because they scale the game a lot more, Street Fighter V doesn't give you a lot of that. Like, you hit someone with something and you just feel good. And so, what Sean is saying here, what Unconquerable is saying here, I think is really important. Uh, you want to make sure players feel really, really, really good when they do stuff. Now, adding a block button, maybe, that could be a thing, we'll see. Yeah, Strive is a perfect example. Like, the wall break, I think, feels great. Like, even even after I've seen it a million times, when you get that wall break, it feels good. When you get the big counter, you feel good. Like, there's something about that. Even in Tekken, when you win in slow motions or get the, you know, black and white counter, or not the black and white trade, but the zoom-in counter hits and stuff like that, those things feel good. And presentation helps. In Street Fighter V, you saw it in the definitive patch, they really understood that. I don't know if it was based on what I was saying, but they added a lot more screen shakes and they added a lot more zoom-ins in Street Fighter V in the definitive patch. They just added a couple of extra presentation things. And even though they're small, they're important. One of my favorite ones was the first T-Hawk trailer in Street Fighter 4. Uh, both me and my development friend, uh, Mr. Derek Daniels, who works on God of War, I've talked about him a million times on my stream. Both of us love the fact that when T-Hawk grabbed your head to do the spinning pile driver, the screen shook. Like when he grabbed your head, the screen shook, and just something about that, like, just made the spinning pile driver, the the, the raging typhoon feel that much cooler when he grabbed you. It's just such a small thing, but it was enough to just add an extra oomph, and that's really important, I feel like that's what we're gonna hopefully see. I mean, look at this crazy screen shake here and everything, and I mean, look, you're gonna feel good landing that move, and that's a super, and thankfully, super animation, not that long right like let's go back over here and uh how far do i how far do i need to jump back here like if we come over here like this activates the super so we're at 152 right now so we start the super at 152 let's see how long the super lasts here so that's uh 3 seconds 4 seconds About a five-second super. So we've got about a five-second super here, and I think that's a good space. I don't know if that's intentionally designed on their part to make sure that the supers are cool-looking, but they don't just take 10 seconds like some of those ultras, so you're just sitting there like, "Uh you know, so commentators have something else to do during super animations besides asking, is it going to (laughs) kill, right? (laughs) So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Alright, so let's see, gameplay that has, okay, quick fluid movement at its core is extremely important to us. Yes, again, movement, movement, movement. Games where the movement feels good generally are some of the most popular games. Uh, Like, it just, yeah, Tekken 7 did a great job adding a bunch of that stuff. Tekken 7 is amazing from a presentation standpoint and that's something that the Street Fighter developers learn and you can see it already in Street Fighter 6, right? The DI versus DI stuff and just the way things feel like they hit just feel more impactful. I don't know. There's already, it feels a lot different. So, but mastery through how you move. This is super important. A lot of these games are really important for that. Now, here's the interesting thing here. Let's take a look at this really quick. Uh, How you move here. Now, look at this. It looks like that's an initial dash, and then he goes into a run. So it almost looks like Eka kind of starts with the dash and goes into a run. I don't know if that's a thing. Let's look at Darius on the other side over here, if he does similar kind of thing. like No, okay. It's just that way. But there's obviously a, a roll and an avoid, so there is definitely an evade already that we've seen here. So already we have a dash, a run basically into both of them doing a void right here. We've got the jump and the double jump right there. We've got a double jump. That might be a unique air movement for uh, Echo. Again, you guys let me know if this looks like something that he can do or did they give everybody warp? Uh, Which is an ability obviously that uh, oh Echo's gimmick is time manipulation Okay, there you go. There you go So that's probably something here that he has but there you go. That was probably a super jump over there So there's a dodge right here So you get jump double jump to avoid the attack little time manipulation thing super jump And then I don't know that was probably a dash attack See, that looked like a dash attack from Echo right there. So, these characters might have unique uh, attack options during dash as well. Kind of like a Smash Brother. Oh, no! That looks like it was chained out of his time manipulation move. It looked like he went down and it, like, chained into a forward attack, basically. So, that's what that looks like, so... Yeah, the double, the double jump could be unique to Echo, for sure. It could be unique to him. There's the backdash that we're expecting, and then I don't know what that is. That's probably just an Echo-specific move, another Echo-specific move that leads into a jump. Yeah, that double jump seems like a special move because that looks like that was the grounded version of it, but there's long jumps and super jumps running at them. Now, the interesting one is they did say something uh, about, uh, they'll get into it a little bit, where they say something about a chain dash. So uh, I think this is where they talk about it. Oh, let we'll see, there we go. So there's Ari doing like a little bit of an air dash, but that air dash attacks. Very Bayonetta-esque from Smash Brothers here. Interesting. You see that jump attack from Darius that caused them to bounce back. Having air, m- air, j- jump arc altering, trajectory altering moves in games like this is very important to have. So lots of air. There's another air dash from Ari over there. Uh, swing air dash here. Yep, there's that air dash. So air dash into special move, attacky air dash. Ari's sitting there with three orbs around her. Who knows what that is? Yeah, the the fact that the colors are lively is very good. And the background is very muted. Is going to be huge, in my opinion. Because a lot of fighting games these days have the problem where the background blends too much with the foreground. And so what they're doing here is really, really nicely done. Crossups! Okay, chain. It looks like A, B, C... Now, interestingly enough, when she does that button that looks like a C, there is a little bit of a Orby glow right there. I don't know if that's unique to Ari or if that's going to be an indication of like certain kinds of moves. It's probably a unique animation for her. But then she throws out the fireballs, dashes after him, and ends him, hits him, keeps hitting him, pushes him out of the fireball. The fireball hits again, and she gets the keep comboing. The fireball launches, and look at that, a jump cancel. A jump cancel. Uh, what's the difference between a plink dash and a Korean backdash? So, Korean backdash is unique, Song Hung, to Tekken. It's just a technique to cancel dashes into dashes into dashes so that you're never not blocking if you do the Korean backdash correctly. Most people don't do it correctly, and that there are, that they leave a little bit of gaps where they can, a little bit more gaps where they can get hit, but it's easier to do. But, uh, plink dashing is a bug that was existed only in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Which allowed you to carrot cancel a normal into a dash by plinking buttons. So you dash, do a button, carrot cancel it into a dash, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's even different than wave dashing. So wave dashing in Marvel games is canceling a dash into crouch into dash, into crouch, into dash, into crouch, because the crouch puts you essentially into neutral, so you dash with the buttons, hit down to crouch, dash with the buttons down to crouch like this, and so you repeat that, and so you basically just kind of wave dash. They called it wave dash because the way you hopped a little bit, but it was a name that was taken from Tekken because Tekken had the the wave dashing kind of first, and so that name got appropriated into Marvel, uh, essentially, so... Um, basically, so, uh, but yeah, so what he's saying here is putting your champ in the right place at the right time is a skill that is fighting games, putting yourself in the right place at the right time, especially in tag team fighters and in, uh, more wild fighters, putting your champ at the right place at the right time that you can gradually get better at over time. Like I said, very important sentence right there. Again, it's great to have people who know about fighting games, making fighting games. (laughs) (laughs) but there we go jump cancel from Ari so we have first sign of jump cancel doesn't look like it's a special kind of marvel versus capcom launcher in the jumping thing it just might be like guilty gear some moves are jump cancelable she comes down now i don't know if she ends the combo early for a setup or if there's a limit that's going to prevent them from continuing to be juggled uh this is echo and uh if i'm not mistaken that's jinx right She got super, super popular, if I'm not mistaken, and she's the main character of Arcane, Arcane, I think it is, isn't she, or something like that, but uh, that's Jinx, right, okay, so she has guns here, we've got that hop attack, attack here, we also want to incentivize action A, B, jump cancel into air attack, But it's a wall bounce, so there's obviously some sort of uh, wall bounce mechanic here. And this wall bounce mechanic looks brutal because you are stuck in this wall bounce forever. Now, we don't know what the infinite prevention system is in this game. Right, Mike Z obviously talked a lot about that during the course of Skullgirls, but a lot of games have different infinite prevention systems. When you have games like Marvel Super Heroes and X-Men versus Street Fighter, they had hoped that by adding limitations like flying screen and stuff like that, that they could prevent infinites. <laughs> they were wrong! And, uh, you know, a lot of other games have hit-stun deterioration. We don't know what this is going to how this is going to work we don't know what the infinite prevention system is and in a game like this it's going to be very easy to find infinites stuff like this the wall bounce that sit real animation that the guy could be restud and juggled very easy to make sure that there's only one of those in a combo you just set a flag so the next time it hits him they don't wall bounce they don't fall into the sitting position but you're gonna have to find ways to prevent easy infinites like against tall characters strider versus sentinel loops or easy iron man style infinites where you just juggle somebody by repeatedly jumping over and over and over again be really interesting to see what kind of infinite prevention system that they implement into the game but we've got the wall bounce here special move thing. special move thing yep there's that forward attack that we saw before And it looked like there was a follow-up. Someone said it looks like he whiffs a jab for timing. But I actually think that that's just part of this move, it looks like. Like, he comes here and kicks and just goes into that. And then he just jumps. Like, Like, if you hit them low enough on the ground, maybe it actually combos or something like that. Mm -mm. have there been some team fighter without touch of death combos it's hard to prevent that but mvci is one of the closest ones although people have found them they're usually very gem dependent they're very very gem dependent um boom yeah grounded probably won't air launcher right and then here we go a ground bounce so we've got evidence of ground bounce here So he used uh, ground bounce, and there's that sitting animation. So according to this, it looks like this combo has displayed like all three mechanics, maybe uh, combo extender mechanics. So like Tekken 7 has the spiral, Tekken 6 had bound. Well, it looks like in this game there's wall bounce, and then it looks like there's going to be uh, ground bounce. So here we go, ground bounce. So here, this move, uh, Helm Breaker, Ground Bounce, Pow Hit into Slide Sitting Reel. So here you see her slide, and you see Jinx is sitting there. So again, instead of lying flat, she's sitting up. So this is probably another combo extension state in which he can juggle her, and he hits her with a Launcher into a special fireball now you notice she flipped okay aerial recovery so this might be a uh hit stun deterioration type of thing because launching normally would probably cause the hit stun to be much longer than this but instead she recovers in the air now she doesn't bounce anywhere so this is like mvc2 in which their recovery is just kind of in place a little God, does MVC2 even have... Air? Yeah, of course they have aerial recovery. Of course they do. God, like, it's been so long. Like, it's just... Like, my brain has just completely, like, messed up. But anyways, and so he does a, a projectile setup here that she's forced to block and now into this mix-up here again. And so hits her again. Obviously, she could probably have evaded, ran away. If she was ready, maybe go into an anti-air. We don't know how long the block stun Transfers from air to the ground again. That's probably gonna be a whole thing again all, all again and here we go different combo in the corner hitting with a fireball but you see how this animation is very different right not sitting up falling onto their back so this is not going to allow for the restand or the combo extension and she gets up now we didn't see any sort of rolling get up yet so we don't know how that works we don't know how that works and what what walking animation <laughs> We want you to have powerful buttons which are useful in numerous ways. So running at you, blocking here. So you're blocking this whole entire thing. And then trying to counterattack here, jump up there, block. So we're showing a little bit more defense here. (laughs) I also do like the size of the characters. I think the size of the characters are really good on the screen right now. They're not too big, they're not too small, so I think this works out really well. But here we go, long range combo into gunshot into shark bullet, shark missile. I'm assuming these are all things that she has. So long range combo right there, but again, aerial recovery. But what we don't see from this aerial recovery here, and dang, that electricity keeps him there for a long time. And then aerial recovery instantly onto the ground. But again, it's a one directional continue your jump, uh, continue your real arc recovery. So that might be the only way to recover at this point. And here we go back into R. And So finally, we hear assists here so we have a mix of big clear defensive options and some more nuanced stuff now this is where we see a little bit of the push block here now, this push block looks really potential here, potentially strong, okay? So, someone else said this in the chat, and I, I had thought this myself early on too, so I didn't steal this from him. But it looks like if you push block at the right timing, you can cause people to whiff if they're chaining un, uh, you know indiscriminately and so that you can get a punish from far away. Was this a punish? I don't know, because Darius ends up blocking, and I swear it looks like he recovers, unless that move puts him into a crouching position, because it looks like he's standing up, and it looks like he's starting to crouch. Like, I don't think that was actually a punish. I think he just crouched and died. (laughs) But that's going way too deep into the analysis here, but... With the potential of this push block being that powerful, I do suspect, like Power P- Prowler PX is saying in the chat, this might be a resource push block. I'm st- I kind of agree with that. That I think that this might cost some sort of research uh, that, uh, I'm calling some sort of resource that you have to use up so that you can't push block all the time. The reason why Marvel was safe on that was because moves could be canceled on whiff into specials. So even if you push block somebody and then try to go and punish them, they could do stuff. Plus the push block had a lot more delay here. So let's see how fast Ari recovers from her push block over here. Push block. That's really short. So, again, this is playing at one-fourth speed. Push-block in the MVC games is a lot longer. You basically put yourself into a forced-timed forced, uh, forced uh, timed block stun when you push-block in those games. So, it wasn't easy to push-block and then immediately counter people. So, this one, it looks like it might be a little bit easier to do that, which is going to make it so that you have to be a lot more careful on offense. But if that's the case... That should cost resource, because that is very powerful. That is a very powerful mechanic. And again, minor thing. I don't think he was actually punished, but whatever. (laughs) Let's Let's keep going. But again, just like that, reward you for reading your opponent's next move. Great example of that. And there's, a, there's an interesting uh, spinny reel animation. That might be Ari specific. A lot of characters are probably going to utilize this extra spinning animation to allow things to combo like her John Talbane move here, right? Oh, and then she double jumped. Ooh! So that special move ticker her into the air. <coughs> yeah, we don't know anything about meter and systems. And that's a smart thing. Because honestly, that's going to change the most in the fighting game. And also the UI design and stuff, probably not ready yet. It's probably pretty uh, plain looking. So, you know, they're probably working on that. It's whatever, but we'll find out more about the resources. But look at this. That move double jump into attack and extend the combo. That's neat. That's neat. And, okay, that's a bird in the background. That bird doesn't belong to anybody, right? Yeah, there's just this bird hanging from the tree back there. And on hit, you see it falls off the tree and it's like a little bat or something like that so these are some of the basics but I've still got more to cover today uh, we originally developed project L to be a 1v1 game where two champions enter and one emerges victorious but around two years ago we made the pivot to a tag team to tag team an assist based fighter this makes a lot of sense to me because Tom and Tony, Love Marvel versus Capcom 2. Okay? I can't I can't emphasize enough like running Evo for so long and MVC2 being hype as it always is and MVC3 carrying a lot of that hype. I mean, you saw what the canons wanted to do the year that Evo was canceled due to COVID, they had that MVC2 uh that that the they bring it back. They were bringing back all the old champions. They they like that kind of game. It's it's one of the most fun to watch. It's one of the most fun to play. And so I think them going in that direction was probably like, yeah, let's do it. And that kind of, like I said, gives you the reason to go a little bit crazier. Like, imagine DNF Duel being an assist game. Oh, man, that game would be just absolutely degenerate. But I mean, even more degenerate. But I think it could let the play- characters get away with being as crazy as they are. Hmm so i think uh that's kind of what we're going with over here and so uh pivot to a team base our tag systems are deep and flexible and so this is really cool here we're going to find out a lot more information so this is the regular tag uh see deep and flex aimed at helping you unlock your creativity so air combo into her john talbane move and then another John Talbane extension, double jump into attack, call the assist, push them into the bomb, perfect timing, jump up and just, ooh, get a ground bounce off of the down version, <laughs> yo, into, I don't know what this is, I don't know why the screen went dark, I, is this an EX, is this an EX here? I don't know what this is, or is it a super? Because that's not like crazy, crazy super animation, but it's something. <laughs> they work in tandem with our champions, allowing ch- two champions to take down opponents together. But yeah, you see this lo- the combo extension off of that. And interesting, so... Here's something interesting as well. I'd have to go through the video and watch this a little more carefully to see this, but they're glowing white while getting up here uh rising thunder was a game that used a lot of color to indicate states so when characters were invincible they often glowed different colors or when they were like throw invul they would grow different colors or something like they would flash a different color or something i'm assuming that this glowing white means invincibly waking up and now when that flash goes away they can actually be hit that's my guess but we really felt like it gave us more space to create hype moments. <laughs> yes. Uh, with our When our champions could live up to their fantasies. And I mean, who doesn't love a good team fight? Exactly. And so here they just show a bunch of gameplay here. Uh, So, boom. Just hit her first. Call the assist. Boom. The fireball assist right there. Which allows him to extend. And oh, look at that. That's a ground reset. So this... Pops her in the, oh no, it's on the ground. Okay, she's on the ground. That fireball knocks her up, but this move re-stands the opponent and looks like goes into a canned follow-up, which lets him continue to chain. We saw that move where he slams him down for a ground bounce and gets to keep the combo going. And again, notice the notice the screen shake. Notice the screen shakes here. Uh, I have some seen some people say they felt like the screen shake might be too much, but I like it. Notice another thing here. This move glows blue. Armor? Armor, perhaps? Armor? That's what I'm guessing at this point in time. Thank you for the sub, uh, z- 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 zes- skaz <laughs> Whoa, I can't pronounce that. Uh, but yes, I'm assuming blue might mean armor, because that looks like an armor move right there. Right? Okay, so here we go. Throw a fireball, get jumped in on, sucker. <laughs> and there we go. Oh, I don't know if that was a combo. I don't know if that's a combo. Because uh but in any case it looks like you might be able to combo. So games like UMVC3, 3, MVC3 3 and UMVC3 took away the need for it, but games like Marvel Super Heroes and MSH basically you maximize your combo by doing jump attack into dash attack. And it was something I really missed from UMVC3 because it was a fun Thing to do jump attack and a dash attack. The reason why Marvel 3 eliminated it was that most of the time when you changed buttons your character automatically moved forward so the extra dash momentum didn't really add anything to it but the old games you had to add that extra dash momentum to be able to land more hits uh, by doing jump attack and dashing. I kind of missed that a little bit from those old games. Don't know if it's actually going to work here though so we'll see here. Yeah, it does look like it might be a counter hit. It looks like it might be a counter hit on this jump attack. Like, pow. Yeah, so that big flamey thing going across the screen might be an indication that there was a counter hit or that little green orb or both. But in any case, it looks like A, B, C again into special move perhaps, into the assist. Ari does that, and then here we go. This game is definitely going to take a lot from BB Tag. Because the ability to go from assist call into actual active character is so BB tag, right? This is a BB tag system, and it was one of the things that made BB tag really busted. And so this game is gonna be kind of busted. However, if you notice the tag, uh, it looks like it's not as fast as BB tag. When BB when it happened in BB tag, like it just looked like it would like see. There's enough of a freeze there. That you'll see later on when they do the left-right mix-up on it. I think the freeze there is designed to make it less just completely unreadably... (laughs) So, like, so, like when BB Tag, when you switch to the other character, one, it was hard to see, and two, I don't think it froze the screen very long at all. So it was just, like, it was scary. But this one doesn't seem like it's going to be as busted. It looks like there's going to be potential for, for it to be a little more fair as long as you're aware of what's going on. But interestingly enough, that, that didn't fully combo there. So that hit, hit, and then this follow-up here hit into follow-up was blocked. Not a true combo, but a dash cancel. A dash cancel. Is this you not unique to Ari? Is dash canceling your move unique to Ari? So is this designed for them to block dash cancel? Pow, and now she's glowing. So either this is just to indicate to you that someone dash canceled, or this is a sign that it used resources. We don't know yet, obviously. But dash canceling seems like it might be a thing unless it is an re specific thing. So dash cancel over here, glow and then goes for the throw. Uh and then here we go. Jinx shooting low, hitting the legs. So, that looked like A, A, B into C. Oh, no, that might be special move right there. But... And then able to get the link. Oh, interesting. Oh, I see. That was the reason why the camera angle got all weird and stuff was because she did a tag cancel. So, as soon as she hit, she did a tag cancel over here. And you see the teammate jump in here. But... That zoom in is weird. That's the first time we've seen that zoom in there. So, yeah, it could be a tag launcher. It could be a specific mechanic for tag launching. Uh, might be. Might be. So, uh, oh, so you're sa- you're thinking that the, the, the different colored sparks are showing which buttons are being used. So that that was, yeah, I mean, that's usually how it works. Boom, boom, and then pow. Eh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Because he's just doing nothing but orange sparks over here. But here we go again. Ari throwing out that fireball. Going to chase after it. Jinx is blocking it. Keep the string going over here. Overhead. Into assist. Into tag or handshake. No, actually. Yeah, okay. So, she handshake over here. So, this is a very MVCI thing, right? So, I hit you with this. I call the assist. I change over, but then... I do, the, uh, I do the burst mechanic. So it might be one of those things. If you see the opponent use a resource to extend the combo, you use your resource to stop it to at least not only get out of the combo, but get rid of their resource at the same time. But I like the fact that it is a big giant explosion. But okay, this is interesting. Check this out. Look at this. Boom, assist in here. But it looks like the guy bursting just bursts and stops. But the original point character is still point. Because Jinx is standing up right now. And immediately goes into a fireball while Darius is still on the screen. So Darius is still on the screen, but Jinx is already attacking. And then... Darius goes away. Now, there does seem like a version of this where the character stays, which I think we're... No, this is the cool one here. So, Jink has a clap trap here. That's what I'm going to call it, a snap trap, because it looks like the creature from Donkey Kong Jr. And Donkey Kong Jr., they called them... Uh, I think they were called clap traps actually. Or snap traps, I can't remember. But they look like the Donkey Kong Jr. thing. But she can hit it, but she then calls the assist, and then the assist hits it. <laughs> And then he tags, and then he can still hit it. That is so cool. Like, that kind of interaction is like, yes. Yes. Let's go. Because the amount of creativity we're going to get out of that is going to be quite sick. I think that that's really, really cool. And yeah, you see it hit him. It hit Darius right there. And now he rolled through him, baited out the attack. Oh, whoa. That actually hit On the way through, so he hits him here, pow, runs over, he attacks, that, oh yeah, like there's like a delayed attack or something like that, interesting. Okay, so here we go, air combo over here, into the bomb, kaboomy, kaboom boom, and then backs off, and here we go, Jinx looks like she has some special hopping move into a jump attack, what the hell was that? Oh, second hit of the chomper. Got it. Okay. So let's see here. Oh, there's the armor. Remember I said the blue finally means armor. And guess what? Ha ha. Showing you that the armor took place. So they have a big, giant, pinky triangle to show you that the armor happened here. Bam. And then screw you, Jinx. Plow into ari here attack into that follow-up and now i'm ari so i want to extend the combo here blammo 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 pull you back in well actually just do that and then set up the fireball and again what it looks we have not seen and again same situation jinx when she gets up uh jinx when she gets up flashes white for invincibility period see invincibility period and then stops flashing white so i think that and the other important thing is there's i don't think anywhere in this video we're gonna see anyone with a wake-up option so it seems like to me tom and tony and whoever's doing the battle design really wants to make you hold that mix up when you get up I think they really, really want you to hold that mix up. So there we go. Oh, dang. And then Ari, after throwing that fireball, what does she do on her side? She throws the fireball, hard tags into Darius, and then Darius is the one coming in to use the fireball. Okay. So Jinx has the low kick right there, a low kick into bomb jump. She bomb jumps herself. So her demon flip is a bomb jump, essentially. (laughs) that's actually kind of neat what a cool animation so her special move she bomb jumps boom blows herself into the air cross up but she turns around is this going to be more like the games where when you go over like mortal kombat where you go over no because she was not on the other side when she started this she was not on the other she was not on the other side. So this is just a move that might just turn around and hit the other way. This might not be a cross up, but more like a taco kick. This might actually be like Iori's taco kick. Just a move designed to hit in the other direction. Uh I can't remember now, Death by Poke, what Rising Thunder had and didn't have. I can't remember now. But here we go. That looks like light medium into echo assist gatling gun and now i'm going to extend pow combo here pow launcher we saw this this was the wall bounce if i'm not mistaken boof wall bounce now this wall bounce is interesting because if you're in the corner Like if they wall bounce that far, do they wall bounce lower? Or if you hit them that high, do they continue to bounce past your head? So you have to chase them from the other side. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, you even see him backdash just to get into the range to actually hit. So I think that's what's going to happen is that dependent on how close you are to the corner is going to depend on how you extend this combo. He has to backdash to extend it. And then here's this tag assist launcher thing. Here you go looks like tag assist launcher yeah so there's just a special launcher into change characters thing there's just a move so you see how often they're switching back and forth between characters and i think that's super 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 cool i mean it's very similar to be honest with you with what i wanted to do with rival schools so this is actually starting to kind of pique my interest i don't think they're gonna do the actual thing that i wanted to do with rival schools but if they did then they stole my idea and I'm sad but good on them so let's go so smack here gunshot and then that's the end of the combo there yeah and there's the air recovery so you see how fast Ari recovered from this my guess then is that hit stun deterioration is the name of the game the name of the game here Because she recovered mad fast, and then she landed. So I think hitstun deterioration is the name of the game. So let's break down the system. So your main point champion, which you call your point, and your assist. So this is just calling the assist like we've seen already. Uh, do you feel like uh, do you feel like that the the moves need more animation? Cause uh, it definitely feels very uh, Guilty Gear esque to me, and I think it might be an intentional design decision. And I don't mind it. I like the way it looks. I like the way it looks. And it also allows the game to be a little more two D ish precise uh, hits and stuff like that. So, but that's standard assist here. So he wants to focus on three of them. So this is the standard assist that we see over here that you can just call your friend here. Handshake tag, which is now I am the dude. And so they show this dirty mix-up over here. Oh, and dynamic save right here. These names aren't locked, so they'll be called something different. So here's assist action, so you can just call your friend to extend the combo for you. Just like before. And it says they have two. So Darius came in with the axe chop, ran up with the axe chop, and then Darius also has, well, it looks like the same, but actually the first one didn't knock down, did it? So let me see. The first one, yeah, the first one hit them and they stayed standing. And so Darius actually has two assists that look the same, But one of them is a knockdown. The other leaves them standing. So the second one here is actually a knockdown into, oh, it's a tumble. I don't know if that means you could be OTG them or something like that. But what's interesting here is that there's even, you can charge the assist so that they run a little bit and then they do something else. So I don't know. Like, we've seen three different actions here. We've seen three different things that he's done now. And I don't know what that means by charge, like two actions and a charge or whatever. But Handshake Tag lets you immediately swap here. So, hi Nathan. Here we go. Tagging in. So, this is going to be really great for uh, offense and uh, 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 basically turning assist hits into big damage. But then, so here's the, this is the sneaky one right here. Blocking here, call the assist, and then Ari does the thing where she cross-ups, and you block over here, and you're attacking from one side, and then all of a sudden, she goes, cancels into it, so you can cancel into it, and now the side switch, and hits low over there. But, if I play this in real speed over here, I just want you guys to see this in real speed over here. So let's put this in regular speed. Oh Nathan, stop hitting my mouse. Stop hitting my mouse. I can't control. I can't control. Nathan. So here's what it looks like in regular speed over here. Boom 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 and then hit. So there's enough of a there's enough of a tell I think that if you're fast you can switch I don't think that this is gonna be as crazy as uh, blaze blue cross tag battle I think you'll be able to have the reaction uh, to god Nathan stop it I can't use the mouse Nathan stop it oh god this cat there you go all right so uh, but I think you can be able to react to it I think you can react to it cat versus mouse nice Uh, so here we go, uh, keeps the combo going, knockdown, and then backs off. So, talk about today is the dynamic save combo breaker, so Project L's combo breaker. So you have access to the dynamic save ability over here, boom, dynamic save. Now what's interesting about this is that he taunts, and then he goes away. <laughs> That clearly is going to be an animation that will be updated at some point in time, because right now it's... All right, Ari, I must return to my home planet. (laughs) That'll probably be updated in the future. Uh, But they also show a version of this where uh, it looks like... So let's see. uh, They do it again, right? do it again here we go boom but you see that he glue yellow again so it looked like he actually did the dynamic save into handshake tag so that actually looks like he did a see there's the handshake tag so it looks like he actually did the dynamic save into handshake tag and then if we let it play now Ari is the one that leaves and Darius stays So it looks like you can... It's either just a different version of the dynamic save or you combine the two mechanics together to turn into that uh, is what the potential is right there. Okay, and then here we go. Jinx shooting you. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, if If the results are... If successful, the results can be explosive. Boom. So he comes in there. But again... Just like Burst, it looks like it has a, a field of hit. <laughs> yes, yeah, designed to be very, very uh, accessible. But again, the thing about it is, if you look at a game like League of Legends... Okay, so what Cleavage says in the chat says, I know this is a casual take, but this game is looking to be pretty difficult. There's so many mechanics. So one of the things about it is, the false narrative is that too many mechanics makes games hard to play the truth of the the truth is the the correct statement is that most fighting games do not teach people how to use mechanics or ease them into the mechanics very well because if you look at a game like league of legends or if you look at a game like starcraft they're all very complicated games (laughs) they're very very complicated games and that hasn't stopped people from playing these games, right? Like when you play, you got like 700 heroes to choose from. You got all these different builds and paths and accessories to buy and like all the shit. But you know, they try to ease you in there. Like you don't get warp until level 12 and things like that. They try to ease you into it. This is something that fighting games don't do very well. So if what they design over here, it doesn't teach you much either. But again, being a team game helps. Being a team game helps because you generally get put into league by friends, right? Friends are generally the ones that get you into the game. So it helped me uh, understand how to play the game a lot more. That is the advantage of team games is by default, you'll probably get taken into the game by friends and they'll be able to teach you. Uh, Fighting games just have none of that. Like there's just nothing. (laughs) There's just nothing. So if this game does a good job teaching it, It doesn't matter how complex the game is if the game is fun and if it can be played at a basic level where you learn the mechanics as you go. And I often tell people that too. When you play fighting games early on, don't worry about a lot of the mechanics. I know when I'm learning fighting games, people are like, James, you're not using this enough. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, (laughs) I try to learn the game within my scope of understanding the game and then I tack on things as they go. So a lot of times when I play fighting games, I don't use a specific system mechanic because I don't want to learn it yet. I it's actually better if I play the game without it, think to myself, "God, I wish I had a mechanic that did this." Wait, I do. And then you understand why that mechanic is useful. If you try to learn everything all at once, it's it's hard. It's very very difficult. So Oh, so some people saying Valorant was even really, really, really difficult. Okay. <laughs> Side step forward. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Wait, nobody was using Kimberly's projectile? <laughs> really? You mean the, the spray can? <laughs> In any case, here we go. Bad burst. Too far away. Doesn't hit anything. And so he... I don't know what that red is. What does the red mean there? So, shoots here like this, and then if you just miss, or oh, she blocked it, and then he comes in and he's red. He got hit. If you block it, do they automatically get hit? Look at this. Block, and then he just goes red, and then immediately gets hit by something, and it doesn't look like Jinx planted anything there. It's just a shot like this. And then she just blocks. It's like a failed burst automatically puts you into a combo. (laughs) If that's true, that's brutal. And if you're a character like Echo and you have teleports... Oh, man. <laughs> if you have teleports, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was Jinx attacks too. I thought she put something there. But clearly you can see that she's blocking. Like she shoots and then it happens and she's clearly blocking. She didn't put anything there and he is red the instant he she blocks. Look at that. It's like, boof, red. It's like, And this was the moment he knew that he fucked up, you know, (laughs) and it just goes boom. So it might be, it might be. Oh, why are teleports oh man us? Because you hit them and you predict when they're gonna burst, and you cancel into a teleport back and the burst misses, and then you slide back forward. That's why. Canceling into teleports, if they have literal if they have invincibility on that teleport, so that if you predict. At any range where you're right next to somebody, you can cancel and do a teleport, bait the burst out, avoid it, and then just basically watch them blow themselves up with this, uh, with this uh, dynamic save. Man, <laughs> having teleports is going to be super scary. You're going to be able to bait things out so well. Uh, but that's all we're ready to share for now. Thanks for watching. Now had things back to Tom. Goodbye. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Unconquable. And again, here we go. Shots of the thing, and you know, maybe we can try to read what's on the Gmail window over here. Like, what is this email? Can we? What's the document? Can we read it? Does it reveal any more character? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. God, some people out there are gonna try. Some people out there are going to try. <laughs> God, dude, it's so funny because honestly, like, again, sorry again, pardon my French, but fuck Jira and fuck Confluence. I made a tweet talking shit about Confluence like seven years ago and people still keep finding it every once in a while and just having people go, yes, yes, fuck Confluence. (laughs) Because Confluence and Jira suck. Okay. I don't care. They're the industry standard right now, but they are awful. At Jira might be better now, but Confluence just sucks. I mean, at my at one of the companies that I worked at, Jira stood for just ignore right away. Just ignore right away. You got a Jira notification, you're like, whatever. Just ignore right away. So oh. But here's arcade machines where they're playing some third strike over here confluence was a piece of shit dude the amount of trying to self-format things that confluence tried to do was well, like there literally needed to be a manual mode where you just said you know what click off all auto formatting and they just didn't let you turn off auto formatting on confluence so anyway they're playing third strike in the background over here which is really really cool and here's Tom Cannon saying thanks Sean we're pretty pumped about how things are coming together and I hope you are too as always let us know what you think uh (laughs) uh let's see also thanks to the tournament organizers who met with us at Evo so this is really interesting no I didn't know about this I don't remember hearing anybody talk about this but it sounds like Tom and Tony went and talked to a lot of the TOs out there to ask you know, their opinion and stuff like that, you know, maybe to to get the ammunition to tell Riot, look, in order to be a fighting game, you've got to play nice with everybody else, and so, you know, having all these TOs here, so last summer to share your thoughts, feelings, and hopes for Project L's community and competitive scene, or making with this game with you in mind, and again, Nobody is more about community than Tom and Tony, okay? Evo, even though people say it feels corporate and whatever like that, like, it was designed for the community. So, I know Tom and Tony, that's their end goal. They created GGPO. They gave GGPO away for free eventually. So, again, like, their, their goal is to help people. So, uh, someone did say Up to Snuff is in here. So, I don't know if Up to Snuff is working there. Uh, I don't recognize up to snuff exactly these days. Uh, It's been a while since I've seen him, but uh, I did see someone else say they saw up to snuff in the video. So uh, like I said, I'm terrible with faces. So uh, if, if he was in there, I am the worst person to ask. Uh, Marlon pie is definitely there too. Yeah. So Marlon pie is definitely working on it. So uh, as well. Okay. Everyone on Project L hated Parries? Yes! I mean, uh, <clears throat> what a shame. What a shame because I know everybody <laughs> likes Perry's uh, so much. <clears throat> okay. Uh, We're making this with you and mine, and we want to empower you to keep pushing our community forward. So again, my favorite thing here, finally, for those of you out there looking to get into fighting games, for the first time, whoops, get into fighting games for the first time, try finding uh, a local scene in your area. Yes, 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 I, I love that. Oh, that's up to snuff right there? Okay, okay, that's up to snuff, okay. But yes. I love this sentiment. I love this sentiment here because obviously Riot is going to be good at creating the online. They're going to have a lot of advantages for this game and everything like that. And yet, and Riot you know, League is known not necessarily for the LAN parties and stuff, but just playing with your friends on discords, etc. But to have them talk about this and still show that this is one of their focuses, in my opinion, is a very important thing. Promoting a local scene in this for a riot-made fighting game that will probably have some of the best net code we've ever seen, uh, is really, really cannot be understated. How much at least for me it makes me happy. But I'm sure all you guys, a lot of you out there also appreciate that too. Oh, that is Marlon Pie with the black mask. You're right. That is Marlon Pie. What's up, Kyohei? What is up, Kyohei? See, I told you I'm terrible at recognizing people, so I'm just really... Fighting games, like most things, are way better when they're joined with friends. Fighting games are a social genre. Obviously, I'm lucky I was in SoCal. It was easier to fulfill that. That's not the case for everybody. A lot of times you do go to the arcades and people are assholes or wherever like that and not very welcoming and friendly. But for those of us who did end up growing up with fighting games, we're the ones that you still see us here, and there's a reason why you still see us here, why we're working on games like this. Tom and Tony are part of that arcade scene. You know, Kyohei and all these other people, we're all part of that scene. We love, you know, the community aspect of it, and so for them, promoting the community aspect is really, really important. So FGC folks, help the new folks out by sharing your links in the comments, That's really cool. And stay tuned for more next year. The end. Uh, Ta-da. And honestly, I mean, what can you say? Like, six-minute clip. But they definitely made sure they showed us a lot of stuff in this game. They made sure they showed us a lot of stuff stuff that they weren't even talking about. They definitely gave us the ability to deep dive into the trailer like I just did and notice things. A lot of very, very interesting things on there. But again, shout-outs to Tom Canon and Sean Rivera for this information for letting us see more about Project L the more I see about it The more excited I get like I said, it's hard for me because I'm not a league player and I know that Everybody's gonna be fighting for this game and I'm telling you right now in the in the realm of fighting games Everybody is trying to take from a limited a limited pie right now Everyone's trying to take the biggest piece from a limited pie and so for me I'll see. I'll play it, obviously. I'll learn it. uh, How involved I get with it will also depend on Riot, if they want to hire me for events and stuff like that, and, you know, uh, on how much I can get into the game and such. So we'll see how it goes. But the more and more I see of it, the more excited I get, and the more I want to uh, try it out, and the more I want Capcom to hire me to make Rival Schools. Hire me to make Rival Schools, please. I can make the next awesome tag fighter. In fighting games, trust me, my idea is sick, so we'll see how Project L works out. We'll see how many of my ideas, we'll see how many of the great minds think alike come together at this point in time, so... Yeah, no problem, uh, Sheikh Zula. Uh, glad that uh, you know it was helpful like that to break down a lot of that stuff. Again, a lot of that was me just noticing it right now as well. Uh, helps to go through it at twenty-five percent speed and stuff like that. But uh, the game is—it's—it uh, looks really exciting. It looks really, really uh, like there's going to be a lot of creativity. The tag system, if it stays the way it is, the graphics are hype and everything. I personally think maybe the sound effects could be a little bit more ramped up a little bit, but it's probably still very early on. Sound effects have the potential to change as well. I mean, fighting games work really well with big, nasty hit sounds. So, you know, like when you see hear games that are like... I don't like it as much as you know like I mean Street Fighter 2 is still the classic with the fear sound the like it's like still the greatest hit sound effect ever dude or the super bassy roundhouse like it's such a great sound effect like I, good hit sounds are good and so you know uh, that's my maybe my only aesthetic uh critique of the game right now but outside of that uh, honestly i think the game is looking really really solid really really strong and um again if you guys were listening to this on the podcast uh, sorry, because obviously a very visual episode, but hopefully I talked about things enough details that even if you did listen to this on podcast, uh, it, it was informative enough for you. But don't forget that there's always the uh, YouTube link that you can find on SoundCloud or just go to youtube.com slash TV and you should be able to find uh, the, the, the video pretty easily. So uh, just sort them by upload date. And uh, it should be one of the latest ones on there if you're listening to it at this point in time. Uh, it was released on, uh, this video should be released on December 7th if you happen to run into this very, very late and want to jump back and find it. So, but again, th- I mean, look, there's a lot of promise in this game. A lot of people are saying they're very excited about it, that, that the game is looking really, really good. Obviously, there's going to be haters out there that are just going to be like, hey, I don't think it looks good at all. It's look. The caveat to put out for this right now is this game is clearly still in development, okay? Let's, everything that we see here has the potential to change. At some point in time, it could turn into a three-on-three fighter because they're like, let's make it even more crazy. Look, we don't know. We have no idea. Everything can change. Everything that we've seen here is still up in the air. So let's not take anything that we've seen in this video or anything that I've gleaned from this at face value, even like the dynamic save automatically punishing itself or whatever happened there that we're not sure. Everything can change. So again, you know, when the game comes out, obviously don't expect everything to be exactly as we've seen here. Things are going to continue to evolve, and that's what it's like making a fighting game. And uh, I trust these guys. They've got a lot of the smart guys on board. Uh, I'm really excited for it to see how the game is going to turn out. And like I said, I, I have so much implicit faith in what Tom and Tony do. I know obviously there's a lot more people working on the game. Uh, you know, so it's not just a Tom and Tony thing. There's so many pieces and moving parts to it. But again, uh, I just, I, I, I know that those two are very smart guys. And the amount of things that they have done right in the history of the FGC has been astronomical. Like I said, two of the, if not the, most important in the fighting game community, in my opinion. So again, uh, keep with that all in mind, the game looks sick. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it looks like it has the potential to be really really big We are entering a very exciting time period because between Street Fighter 6, you know currently Guilty Gear Strive Tekken 8 and Project L like we have the potential here for some of the biggest most popular fighting games ever and uh, We could be ready for a big giant community explosion here and uh, We are poised And I'm really excited for that, and I really, really, really hope it happens. But at the same time, that's why I'm glad Tom and Tony focused on the community because we also have to be careful of that, right? You know, people often say FGC hates esports. We don't hate esports. We just hate a certain type of esports, right? We need to be able to grow, become a big thing, but then also maintain the identity of what makes us us, right? We don't want to lose... Our personality in a lot of this stuff so as we continue to grow as a community we have to make sure that we maintain a lot of what made us who we are right and that is a lot of it is through community a lot of it is the anyone gets to play mentality you put up a quarter you play that's how it worked right nobody ever said you can't play even if we didn't like you even if you were a stranger at an arcade you put up a quarter We that just meant we wanted to beat you down really badly But if you started playing and being competitive, you all of a sudden kind of just became part of the crowd. You could earn your way into that, and that's what fighting games are about, is that you have the ability to fight your way into that upper echelon, and everybody has a chance, and there's no limitations. So open bracket tournaments, community, locals, all these kind of things, so important for the FGC, and I really, really hope that that is something that we maintain if we do grow bigger with the Street Fighter 6, with Project L, with Tekken 8. Uh, like I said, Strive is already a great first step. Biggest selling fighting game, Strive, uh, Guilty Gear game ever, right? And uh, definitely uh, got a lot of people into fighting games, and so let's keep that momentum going. Project L looks awesome. I'm super excited for it, but... Uh, I think that's all i have to say here, unless anybody's got any questions or anything like that, any last thing that they want to say about what they saw from Project L, but I think that this is, um, uh, I think, uh, game looks good so far, and, uh, is, when's it coming out? Probably not for a long time. It seems, I mean, Riot has the rule that they'd want to release things when they know it's good, right? And so, Uh, you know, I'm sure that they will take their time working on it until it's at the point baking it until it's at the point where they feel like it's ready to be released. And again, Riot's not really in a position, in my opinion, that they're in a rush because I think they're doing just fine. So I think they can take their time with it. And so, you know, uh, like Miyamoto said, and this is actually a real quote, not just a fake attributed quote, but Miyamoto did say that a, a late game can be good, will be good eventually, but you know, a game, a bad game is bad forever, basically. Now that's obviously not as true because, you know, games do get patched and stuff like that, but coming out bad hurts your reputation, uh, and really hurts a lot of momentum, unfortunately. So seems 2024 at the earliest with arcane season three yeah it could be absolutely could be so um i haven't seen anything about a leaked move list for us so that's very very weird that's news to me but even if there is a leaked move list don't show it to me because i don't want to know i hate leaks i like being surprised by things yes uh again if you're listening yes that noise that you hear that's nathan again He always knows when the stream is about to end, and so he shows up. So you're going to have to listen to me do this again. Kitty. There you go. Whoa. (laughs) Hungry boy. Oh, just a little purr. Okay. Oh, yeah. And definitely uh, RIP to Benny. Uh, Maximilian just revealed today that him and Jess, uh, that Benny... I mean, Benny was a very, very old dog and uh, has passed away. And so uh, we all definitely miss Benny very, very much. And, um, you know, definitely give Maximilian, you know, uh, the space, the time to not, you know, pressure him to talk about it or anything like that. So... Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Benny passed away maybe a few days ago, but Max wasn't willing to talk about it until just now today. So, shout outs to Max. We love you. We love you so much, Maximilian. And we love uh, you and Jess and the entire family, though, Ripley and everybody. And, uh, you know, be, be happy that. You got to show the entire world, including through a bath video on CNN. You know, you got to show the world the adorableness that is Benny. So, uh, in any case, thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Thank you guys for watching. Please take care of yourselves. Stay safe out there. And uh, keep enjoying your fighting games out there. I will see you guys next time here on the Not Tuesday Show. Again, I already have all my plans for trying to change the name of the show and stuff. But I'm just lazy about doing the assets. I'll get that eventually. But otherwise, take care, guys. Uh, for those of you here on Twitch, I'll probably try to raid somebody. So don't go anywhere. But uh, for those of you on YouTube and on uh, SoundCloud thank you, or on uh, Spotify, thank you guys very much. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace out and take care.